Hey everybody, welcome to the premiere of my show. We are now streaming on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Listen Notes, Amazon.com, Deezer and wherever else you get your podcasts from. So if you still haven't, make sure to find our show on your provider and hit that beautiful subscribe button. It'll help us go a long way and you'll be notified when we drop our next pod. Also, a special thanks to our producers and of course, you, my audience, Thank you for tuning in. First of all, a very happy Independence Day to all my fellow patriots, both here at home and abroad. It's been 73 years since we gained independence from the British. So make sure to keep those flags flying and have a patriotic day. Today's Independence Day premiere will be comprised of two segments. The first in which we discuss the recent controversy surrounding the national flag and the national anthem. Is it really bilingual or is it just Sinhalese? We turn to the constitution for an answer. Now on segment two, we'll be unpacking today's big story. The UN's resolution against Sri Lanka in the Human Rights Council, or as I like to call it, the sham war crime hoax witch hunt. 2.0. We'll be discussing this and much more on today's episode. So buckle up everybody. Here we go. And welcome to the first segment of the first episode. First of all, the answer to this is very simple. Read period, the period, constitution, exclamation point. Like, seriously, open your eyes, open the constitution, page one, chapter one, article seven. It couldn't have been clearer. Article seven reads, quote, The national anthem of the Republic of Sri Lanka shall be Sri Lanka Matha, the words and music of which are set out in the third schedule, end quote. Now, what does that mean? It is what it is. It's self-explanatory. You don't need a PhD in constitutional law to grasp this. This is common sense. Now, you may think to yourself, if the constitution is so unambiguous and unequivocal, how is there any room for controversy? Now, the answer to this is pretty clear. You just need to think like a liberal. So the epicenter of this whole controversy was an Instagram post by a prominent liberal activist uh, with a considerably large following. And this was a comparison between an early document and a recent article. So this early document is an invitation to the first independence commemoration in 1949 the first year anniversary of independence. So it reads, quote, National songs in Sinhalese and Tamil to be sung at the occasion of the inauguration of the Independence Memorial Building at Torrington Square, end quote. Now this is compared to a recent article which reports the government's recent decision not to sing the Tamil rendition of the national anthem at today's Independence Day celebrations. Now, unless you were really high, dosed off, thrown out during history class, you'd 
probably know that Sri Lanka did not have a national anthem till the year 1951 when it was formally adopted by the Solbury Constitution. So in 1949, at the time of this said event, it was a song, just two songs in two different languages, or one song in two different languages, whichever way you want to put it. So these scenarios aren't comparable. It's crazy. I know liberals love to move the goalposts and move everything here and there to fit their narrative. Unfortunately, facts have never been kind to liberals, which is exactly why when we bring up a fact, they either block us or they say we are a racist, your facts are racist, your facts are flawed, it's not consistent with novel thinking. They never make arguments on substance. It's very rarely that they do. So the problem here is knowledge of history. The inability, the lack of intellectual capacity to distinguish these two scenarios. That one document was before there was a national anthem. And you're now comparing it to a time when we've had a national anthem for 70 years. So this is absolutely crazy. And this is an argument really dead on arrival. Just plain stupid. So now let's go to our closest neighbor, India, and their national anthem. The composer of their national anthem is also the composer of the tune and melody of the Sri Lanka national anthem, the great Rabindranath Tagore. Now this national anthem in India, known as Jana Ganamana, or in English, Thou art the ruler of the minds of all people. This was composed in 1911 and adopted in 1950. Now, the language of the Indian National Anthem, just guess. You'll probably think it's Hindi. No. It's in Bengali, subject to a bit of Sanskritization. Now, India has something called the Eighth Schedule to the Constitution, in which they've included the national languages of the country, of the Union. There are 22 recognized languages in India, and Bengali is just one of them. While there are 38 other languages which are seriously being considered every now and then to be included in this schedule. But overall, the number of native languages in India totals to at least 447. 447. Let's just say it's 500. Now, India, a country with 500 languages, sings one national anthem in one voice as they acclaim and pledge their allegiance to their motherland. Imagine 400 renditions of the same national anthem just because you don't feel inclusive. Simply because your feelings are hurt. India is perhaps the best example because very diverse communities, so many languages, a federal union of states. So it's perhaps the best example. I mean, they could have easily adopted, even the states could have, in the name of autonomy as a state, could have just disregarded 
the nationally accepted, adopted anthem. But they didn't. They cherish their national song, their anthem. They're proud of it. So since everyone here really likes to adopt the example of India, which is the most populous democracy in the world. So this argument is absolutely ludicrous. Plain stupid, dumb, not objective, simply an opinion. And that too, a flawed opinion, not backed by fact. Because the last time I checked, a national anthem can only be adopted and recognized through the constitution. Now, coming back to Sri Lanka, I told you that this Tamil rendition of the national anthem has been around for 50 plus years. And the people of the north and the east have been singing this for as long as it has been around. And they will continue to do so. Singing this at their state level, school level, functions, and all that. And they can do so. Nobody has stopped them, despite the radical left social media that's trying to convince you, the young minds, the youth of this country, that we are a racist country and we seek to ban the singing of the Tamil rendition of the national anthem, which is absolutely false. Show me a single ounce of evidence, a shred of evidence that can corroborate this crazy claim, be it a statement, a press release from the government, from the president, from the prime minister or the department of government information, not one. And that's because this was an administrative decision made by the organizers in consultation with the president, prime minister, the commanders of the Tri-Forces and the Ministry of Defense, probably more. But there has not been a single piece of legislation, a circular, a bill, or a mandate that bars anyone in this country from singing any rendition of the national anthem. You can come up with your French translation and you can sing it. It's your freedom of expression, as long as it does not insult or distort the message of the national anthem. So, the people of the North are free to sing their Tamil rendition at any of their state functions. In their schools, wherever. We are not going to impose anything on them. Because literally, these people have not said anything about this. Have you noticed that these are Colombo liberals who have gone berserk? They find some topic to divide this country over. Divide and conquer. That's the number one guide to winning elections. For Democrats in the US, for the Labour Party in the UK, and the radical left here in Sri Lanka. Divide and conquer. Don't forget. So every time a liberal makes a statement, make sure to fact check. Because most of it are preposterous lies, fibs and deception. To destroy this country, to indoctrinate the youth, and to take over this country and transform it radically.
So when it comes to the freedom of expression, like I told you, where national anthems are concerned, there is an example, a good example from the state of Kerala in India, where some college students refused to sing the national anthem because of religious reasons, citing the beliefs of their denomination, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, I am against that ideology of the Jehovah's Witnesses, but they stood up during the national anthem. They just didn't sing it, and they were expelled for it. So these students made a legal pursuit to overturn this decision by their institution, the Kerala High Court, which upheld the decision of the institution to expel these youngsters because it was seen as disrespectful. However, when this lawsuit progressed to the Supreme Court of India, it was overturned. Now this is a quotation from the majority opinion that overturned the university's decision to expel these students. Quote, there is no provision of law which obliges anyone to sing the national anthem, nor is it disrespectful to the national anthem if a person who stands up respectfully when the national anthem is sung does not join the singing. Proper respect is shown to the national anthem by standing up when the national anthem is sung. It will not be right to say that disrespect is shown by not joining the singing, standing up respectfully when the national anthem is sung, but not singing oneself clearly does not either prevent the singing of the national anthem or cause disturbance to an assembly engaged in such singing, so as to constitute the offence mentioned in Section 3 of the Prevention of Insults to National Honour Act. End quote. Now, the political libertarian in me is overjoyed seeing this opinion because it's on point. No beating around the bush, very consistent with the law, and makes absolute sense because no government, no institution can force anyone to sing anything and the national anthem is not an exception. You can choose not to sing the national anthem. That's totally fine. But you cannot disrupt others who engage in its singing. So this is a great opinion. And always be aware that our constitution defends these same liberties. So refuse to be fed with lies. Now as we wrap this segment of the episode, I'd like to take this moment to remind you all how this was possible. The independence we celebrate today didn't come easy. It was the unity between a group of individuals from different socio-economic backgrounds, speaking different languages, worshipping different religions. But they decided to put this nation's interests first, to put Sri Lanka first. And had they divided the way we divide ourselves today, we'd not be celebrating this day. So always remember the answer is unity. Not division, not segregation, not separation. We are still a war-torn country. Now it's the time 
to bind the wounds of division and unite in confronting our nation's adversaries. The new world order, liberal internationalism, globalism, the ruling elite of Davos, Geneva and the United Nations. Now be sure to join us on our next segment as we discuss the United Nations Human Rights Council resolution against Sri Lanka, the war crime witch hunt based on a hoax. We've been through this before. We've prevailed and we shall prevail again only if we unite. So join us, tune in as we discuss how we as a nation can get through this together, united as one family, one people, and the children of one mother. Only then can we make Sri Lanka great again. God bless you all, and God bless this great nation. We'll see you soon.